0: The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remember Tours Retreat, a 30k podcast. I'm Jesse, and we have Caro, Dave, Ryan, and William with us today. Happy new, Happy new Year.
1: Happy New Year, guys.
0: Happy New Year. So, with 2019 around, uh, what are everyone's plans for this year? New armies? New paints? What do we, what do we want to do? What's your goals?
1: I, I want to finish the box of World Eaters I bought. But we'll see if that's going to happen or not.
0: That's a good start.
2: That's a good start. I myself, uh, on my Instagram, I'm sure if you follow me there, you've already seen that I am starting a new army, uh, Custodian Guard, once again. So uh, you guys should be and seeing a whole new army. Yeah, whole new <laughs> army once again. Version 2.0, or is that 3.0? This is 4.0. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I've made four of these armies and sold all four of them. So yeah, they sell really well. It's just all I can say.
1: Very well, cool. yay! Looking but this
2: to... this one is mine, so we'll we'll leave it at that. This one's mine, not going to anybody. Nice.
1: Looking forward to seeing that one. What about you? Am,
2: yeah, I'm I am
3: not starting any new armies, so um, I'm adding to I'm adding to my um, solar auxilia. My uh, Lord Marshal's own is going to be getting some uh, pretty sweet upgrades here shortly. Um, should be before Adepticon. Um, I'm also adding to my Titan Legio. Um, so I'll have another Warhound on the way. And those are my big thirty K projects for this year. Like I, I don't expect to be doing a whole lot more than that. So Adepticon really has sort of fired me up for um the things to come, right? So
0: Oh, are you going uh, to Adepticon?
3: I I I hope so. I'm registered. Yes. I have tickets. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm super psyched. Um this 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 is a big deal. So I'm playing in, um, registered to play in the, uh, the God machine events. Um, so the graying Legion, uh, has really pulled out the stops here. Um, and they're doing some pretty amazing, um, events for Titans and Titans alongside, uh, you know, full list builds, right? So 5,000 points of, uh, age of darkness, you know, force organization. And then you bring two warhounds. I think the first day is two warhounds and that's just alongside 5,000 points. And then the next day is a reaver, uh, also along 5,000 points. And the last day of course is, you know, the warlord, um, which I don't have, but I will, I will definitely be watching those games. So those are my big, uh, projects for this year, just getting those done. Um, and, uh, Adeptus Titanicus, man, hard in the paint for that. Uh, just really having a lot of fun playing tiny god engines.
2: Um, They're so fun, aren't they? <laughs>
3: they really are. Yeah, but yeah, those are those are sort of my 30k plans. I don't. I don't expect to be doing a whole.
1: Are you getting a warhound for Adepticus Titanicus or a big one?
3: So, so for those people who don't know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll send some pictures. But my 28 millimeter Titan Legion is Legio Invicta, and my. Adeptus Titanicus eight millimeter um Titan Legion is also Legio Invicta and they um they do they mirror each other, right? So the Titans I have in uh, tiny scale match the Titans I have in big scale. It's it's, it's Just sort let of, that
0: one sink in for a bit. <laughs>
3: Not so all awesome. of them, obviously, <laughs> but but yeah, but definitely the, the ones I have that are big um are also small.
0: So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? What do you got for planned for 2019?
4: Um, Probably more than is reasonable. Um, (laughs) So right now I'm painting word bearers for an escalation league, uh, which is we got uh, over on Maryland 30 K side. We've got like 20 or 26 people signed up for escalation. Uh, It's kicking off here in January and going through uh, the last game will be in April, but we're playing the April game for your March contribution. So it's 500 points a month for three months and uh there is a lot of activity a lot of people are really digging escalation this year we did it last year but
2: it, it had a kind of not a ton of people yeah it kind of it kind of fizzled this one is really good yeah
4: it's just a lot of people are just going hard and you know building buying painting um i'm gonna have my first 500 points which is like 21 power armor guys uh that i'm playing on thursday i started painting them just before uh new year's so excellent yeah doing escalation and i'll get my word bearers up to like 2k so i'll probably take the word bearers to nova doing the sons of forest uh charity mm-hmm. army um mm-hmm. probably the first three months of the year and then I, it's like i'm getting ready for a um event with my Sisters of Silence or with my Talons of the Emperor. So I I ordered my other Karen uh, Acquisitors. So I have two more of those now. So I'll be able to do my three sister squads and those with an Avenger and some Custodes for 3,000 points of that. And then I have a couple secret projects. Um, And then, of course, like all the Nova prep. We're already doing packets for Nova. Um, All of the EOs have submitted... Or have mostly not. uh maybe not all of them, but most of them have submitted their input um, for the new packets. So
0: I'm typing mine yeah, up. As I, I just, just really. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, yeah.
4: Uh, I was just thinking, like Will and Jesse are the only two I haven't gotten anything from, but it's cool. <laughs> you still have uh, eight, seven days.
2: We're, we're too busy. Yeah, we're too busy recording podcasts. I'm sorry, man.
0: It's the jet lag, Ryan. I apologize.
1: Come on, Jesse. That's a really That's bad right. excuse.
4: Uh, yeah, you had a, what, like, 10-hour plane ride? You could have been typing
2: a packet up then. Come on, bro.
0: If I was smart enough to download it on my phone. Well,
2: can can we pause for a second while we're on Ryan's uh, deal? I just want to say, Ryan, I'm looking at what everything you've painted this year, and that is a lot of stuff, man, or everything you painted in 2018. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, that is I, such a cool picture. I really should do something like that.
4: Yeah, I recommend it. So that uh, what Will is talking about, it's on my Instagram. I put it on the Maryland 30K as well. But, um, you know, everybody on, like, Instagram and stuff was sending around this top nine thing, like top nine hobby, whatever. Um, and I, it probably applies to real life, too. But I know hobbyists were doing, like, their top, t- top nine models or pictures of models or pictures of armies or events or whatever. And it kind of inspired me to, like, pull out everything that I had painted uh, over the year and just put it on a table. And, you know, I wasn't able to fit everything on one table. So, I, you know, I, there was a ton of different models over four or five different armies. Some new stuff I hadn't painted, like the um, Battlefleet Heresy was was a new a first for me. Um, some Reaper miniatures was a first for me. And then just a, a metric shit ton of terrain. Um, well, it's probably not a metric shit ton. It's probably, I don't know. But it's a lot. It was like twelve or fourteen terrain kits, so like fifty pieces of terrain um you know for Nova Prep and everything so I recommend like if you're if you're a pretty avid painter and you're painting a lot and you kind of don't you kind of lose track of what you've done over the year like just try to take stock of everything that you did and all your accomplishments and it, it feels good to look at a table full of stuff that you painted and then you know do the same thing next year and see if you can um Keep the motivation going, cause I yeah, it was like 150 plus models, I think is what it is. So it's like over a model every three days, I guess. I
2: don't know, math people. Yeah, um, pretty damn good. Canvas, yeah, it was fun.
4: Man.
2: Um, I think that's pretty yeah, much it. Great, man, and I really should do something like that before I forget that and type out my packet. I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, on the Nova piece, we're putting together packets. We're lot trying to lock everything in. I'm not going to release a lot of information, but pretty much all of the events that were out last year are going to be returning this year in some way, shape, or form. Um, we've got Jesse jumping on board to help us out. Uh, it's going to be his first year at Nova. Will's coming back for his second year at Nova. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Uh, we have some some new stuff, too, um, that will come out or be released probably in the next month or two. We'll, it'll go live. Hey Ryan, I know you probably can't talk about the new stuff,
3: but as somebody who has sort of followed along from the beginning on thirty K, you know, the event the event scene, like I know a lot of what the Grand Legion guys do at Adepticon filters into Nova. Um Adepticon being sort of the test bed and then it gets tweaked. Um, do you are you at liberty to say whether or not the events aforementioned will be in some way, shape or form at Nova, maybe?
4: Um, so yeah, like we don't have the, no, some of them will. Um, but I it, expect more like what we have been running with. I think we're, we're adding one new event, uh, or maybe two events. I don't know. Um, we're still kind of a limited cast of characters at Nova. Like you have the graying Legion guys, and then you have, well, now the Richmond guys are stepping up big cause you guys are starting to run events there. Um, but you know, at Adepticon, you have the graying Legion guys, and then you have kind of a, another cadre of four or five, six other guys that come out to help. So they have more people to pull from, um, and they have more space to work with at Adepticon. So you're probably not going to see, you're not going to see the, uh, the Titan stuff, which I thought, I mean, looking at the Titan events, they're freaking awesome. Uh, and the fact that it's such a limited, I think they sold what, like four tickets, four or six tickets per those events at, at Adepticon. Yeah, they were super limited. And
3: and they did sell out, I would say pretty fast, I think within
4: a day or two,
3: but um but yeah, I mean, how many people number 1 want to travel, you know, with Titans and then, you know, number 2 people, you know, want to play Titans. But um yeah, so uh, that's cool, man. Um maybe in the future, though.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure so I'm sure what's going to happen is they're going to look at how successful it was and you know, they they actually did that uh for Adepticon like, there are a lot of first-time events there. You have all the Titan events, which break out to, like, over three days, you have different Titan things. Then they did the Xenos um, events, which I think is a really cool concept, where they're they're ha And it's, I think only six tickets were sold for it, but you have three Xenos players and three uh, Legion players, and you play, like, Great Crusade-themed games. And, That's so you know, cool. Someone's yeah. going to bring orcs. Someone's going to bring Eldar, but your, all your games are going to be set in the Great Crusade with like the 30k rules. Probably some fan-made rules that were made for the Xenos factions. Like, I haven't seen that in an event before. I think that's really cool. I, it's just about scale and scope, and you know, it doesn't make sense to have just three tables for an event um, when you've got. Some, I mean, Nova has some larger events that sell out. If you look at pretty much except for sunday i think we book out all the tables currently with with what we have so the 30k events yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. and we're you know this year we're running multiple events per day um thursday through saturday i think sunday is the only one that's still just one event um but when you look at how much is going on in that small space you know we're still limited to 32 tables um it's pretty impressive
3: yeah, no, it's it's definitely amazing and it's a good time. And it's it's such a good crowd of people, man. Everybody's there to have a good time and it's um it's really fun. And uh anybody who might be listening to this, get your tickets, get your reservations now, right? The
0: For the hotel. For rooms.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are up. I think the double rooms still have some room, but those will sell out and then uh they'll probably have some king and queen size. Uh but yeah, they're, I think last year they sold out in like a month, and I was really yeah, surprised. Yeah, that's quick.
0: I think, uh, I think it was yesterday I read that they were like 70% booked already with the block they have currently open.
4: Well, if you, guys, yeah, if you guys remember like 2016, or the first year I was at Nova, I think they still had rooms open until the week or two before. And then uh, 2017, it sold out in like three months. And then I think last year it sold out in a month or a month and a half, like the initial room offerings. So clearly and, and we know the numbers are growing for Nova, it's becoming more popular. So you gotta you gotta be on the ball. You can't just wait until like July to try to get your stuff anymore.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, it's it's a good it's a good scene, man. Um
1: Nova and is fun.
3: Uh, it's it is. It's a lot of fun. It feels very it's sort of it's sort of like family, right? Like I haven't I haven't been to Adapticon, but adapticon is like, you know, you're going to uh you, you know, you're going to the the prom right the big party you know um and then you know nova's like you're coming home and you're doing like you know thanksgiving at home with your friends and family so um yeah i i'm uh, i'm super excited for it man and uh i think uh i think it'll be good anyway that's where i'll get most of my 30k gaming this year
2: yeah same here yeah because yes. you haven't done a 30k game since nova right
3: I mean, I have not. Will I've not put? Yeah, we uh, talked about that. On I mean,
2: New Year's it. was uh, the last one you did because we had the Istvan event, and that was you were doing Necromundo. So, yeah, man, it's been a been a hot minute. Really has. Yep. What we did for New Year's?
0: Yet? Now, y'all go ahead. And you guys were talking about you had a Titanicus for New Year's at the lock in at Battlegrounds. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Dave and I had Titanicus for New Year's at the. Uh, billards. So we turned the pool table into uh, a wargaming place where they let us put uh, battle mats on top of their uh, pool tables and then we just put terrain out and then there you go. We were having drinks, uh, getting food from the bar and uh, playing Titanicus. It was awesome. It was yeah.
3: it was way cool.
2: So I recommended the I
1: have a very important question. Go ahead. Yes. Did somebody lose a mini in one of the holes of the pool table?
2: No, they had these uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, that couldn't <laughs> even happen because they had these, Aww. like, uh, tarps over them to protect the uh, the felt.
4: Okay, yeah, sorry.
2: I tried to suggest They didn't want the a data. bunch of ner-
4: war gamers coming in and knocking, you know, colas and drinks on their, their oh, felt. Oh, yeah, table. exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, because I think they just refelted almost all those tables like uh, a few weeks before. It felt so
2: bad, too, because at one point, the bathroom did flood. Like, somebody must have oh, tried to no. flush something they shouldn't <laughs> <do>. <laughs> No <laughs> and we we were just watching, and the guys just looked defeated. They were like, "Are you serious guys we 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 stay open for you, and this is how you repay us yeah that was that was so sort of bad. a bummer,
3: but it was it was a remarkably like civil event, like honestly, for a New year's Eve lock in party at a pool hall with an it wasn't an open bar, but the bar was open until you know at least three um uh it was a remarkably like civil event, you know. Everybody was super cool. Um, yeah, there was uh just a good time, man. It was just games, you know. Will and I played a pretty big game of Adeptus Titanicus. Will played his uh um uh, Will. Yep. yep. And uh I was playing my uh my Axiom and uh we were testing something out that had been sort of controversial on the forums, right? Will like we were you you brought your
2: um, yeah, Knights. I brought my Knights just to test this. So the idea was that Knights, uh, a banner of six Knights. Now uh, banner of six Knights is uh three in scale still, regardless of them being three Knights or six Knights. There's still three in scale. So the theory is that you can outflank six Knights for two CP, Uh but people were saying that's way too OP. So I was like, all right, well, I'm, we're going to play on a densely packed terrain Uh, that should benefit the knights in every way. They should have the benefit of the doubt in this, and I'm going to try to outflank them and see if I can get in and get an engine kill with them. Um, So that's still up for debate. The way it played out, you know, I had to tell David where I was coming in from. So even though I had terrain and I spread them out, he still had a whole turn in advance to prepare and turn his guns at that direction. Uh, So once I came on, uh, he was able to then, you know, light them up my dudes if yeah, I I mean, had what I did
3: right this is I mean this is the this is the crux of the argument right is the argument is you you sacrifice a ter- two turns two full turns of strategy phase where your knights could be either going full stride or charging right um to outflank and with outflank the way it works is um you have to in the first turn tell your opponent what side of the long table edge they're coming in. No, sorry, short table edge, right? What side of the short table edge they're coming in. And then turn two in the movement phase, which is after the strategy phase. So you can't charge, you can't full stride. They just, they show up on the table edge. So you know where they're going to be. And I mean, anybody who has played Adeptus Titanicus against Knights more than once knows you don't want those guys getting close, right? You you, you don't want them getting under your void shields, uh, in your rear arc, you know, calling targeted strikes. So, so absolutely, you dedicate firepower to that side of the board. And so I, I feel like the two points almost is, it's a disincentive, right? Like, why would you outflank knights when you could have them on the board turn one? You know, you could be full striding them up the table or you could be hiding them, in dense terrain, or you could be doing other stuff with them. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the reaction that we got in sort of our forums was very, you know, uh, it was, it was what it like. It was, it was, it was math hammer without having put them on the table and seen what happens. I, I
4: think, think it's more I, valid if you, I mean, if you say you're running uh, two or three banners and you were running two straight up and you had one that was outflanking, because you're still in that same conundrum. You don't want them under your voids. Um, but do you turn away from two banners to let one banner
2: potentially come in on you? Sure, yeah. And that's what we discussed afterwards was rather than, you know, having paid two points to outflank six, I could have paid two points to outflank three and still had three on the board. Split, split the banners that way, yeah. I think that does work. So, like, if you have uh, Questorus knights on the field, right, those are your throwaway knights, I guess you could say and have them pushing up because they're still deadly once they get in but then you have your Serastus knights in out flank that might not be a bad idea you know it's all tactics and strategies it's still a new game we're all still learning it so there's still a lot more we can do with it uh just the way that game played out it was not beneficial to me even though i had plenty of cover and i spread my knights out three inches exactly each way making sure i had complete uh you know, distance spread, and once they did get on, I was able to force his hand, and, you know, he had to start directing fire away from Titans onto the Knights, which was fine. That's their job. Um, but it just, they didn't last long enough to complete their mission of taking down a war machine. Or, not a war machine, a warlord. Sorry.
3: Which, I mean, which is a tall order for a Knight Banner? I mean, a Knight Banner to take down a warlord is, yeah, it's a, it's that's a tall order, but um, yeah, I just, I think those two stratagem points probably could have been, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's definitely still up for debate. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this again.
2: Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to keep trying it until it works or until <laughs> I've, you know, figure something else out. Cause I think, I don't think it's going to work, but I, if I can prove it to myself that it does and continue to do it, then so be it. You know,
4: I think the idea of the Questoris up front and the Sarasa self-linking is, Probably. Maybe
2: vice versa, because the Serastis have that better invul. Who knows, right? It's just. Yeah. But
4: it's, it's kind of fluffy, because they're supposed to be a little bit faster and everything. Like, it, it kind of makes sense anyway.
2: So. Yeah, that would make sense. They would be the flanking element, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did learn that Serastis, or Questorus, when they charge, get so many fucking attacks. It was oh, insane dude. the amount of attacks I did get. The problem was, I called shots, because the Warlord was already taking damage so i was like i gotta finish this beast before he gets out of can and uh nope i whiffed every single dice i rolled i got to the charge off which gave me you know free attacks and then i got you know in the the fight phase or the combat phase whatever it's called and i just whiffed everything couldn't get a single damage on him it was insane
3: yeah that was unfortunate you you definitely your dice were were we're subpar, for sure, on that. That <laughs> could have gone differently.
2: No, it couldn't have. Because remember, we, you were like, all right, let's re-roll this whole thing and see if that would have changed it. And it still did the exact same thing. So I was like, all right. Oh, so yeah, clearly, you know calling because shots was not written. the idea.
3: Well, I think you were calling shots, but you were calling shots on your not-melee weapons, right? So you were calling shots on...
2: I don't like, know, melt, they- like the auto-hit, Melta, uh, which
3: I don't think yeah. good
2: could call shot on that, because it's an auto-hit. So that was probably me cheating, you know? That's typical of me, though.
3: But you're right. I think we figured out that in, in a Warlord's front arc, right, if you don't have any bonuses for hitting in the side or the rear, it's pretty damn hard to do damage to a Warlord if he's not already damaged. So there's sort of an order of operations that you've got to go to, to when you're looking at... like adeptus titanicus as a game is just brilliant man because each you know each time you go up and you try to roll either against voids or you roll against armor you have these choices that you have to make right these sort of these risks and rewards that you've got to balance like do i call shot to somebody to an area that's already been damaged so that i might get a bonus to my damage attack so that i might do more damage and potentially get a critical right Um, and so, you know, those are, those are the calculations that happen each time. And you can, you can, what I love about it is you can, you know, change those orders up every time you kind of go in, right? So maybe the first time, uh, I go to attack a Titan, I launch my carapace missile launchers because I just want to see what's going to happen. And then I really focus in with my big guns, but, um, but maybe the next time I don't, maybe, you know, I reverse that. So it's, it's I think, at least for me, I've played it at least 12 times now, right? So I've played it a lot, and it still feels very dynamic. Um, it still feels like there's a lot that I'm uh, still learning how to do and playing the meeting engagements, which are sort of their match play scenarios, feels just really, really fun. Completely agree.
2: Yep.
0: Good stuff. Looking forward to seeing what's in uh, Titan Death. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: we we know a little bit about that, right? So we know what Legios they're going to be. There's going to be Legio Solara, which are the Psy Titans, which holy shit. That's a Wait, whole What market. for real? Yeah, I think so. What?
2: Damn, that's okay. That's cool. I like it.
3: I mean, unless I'm totally misreading that, but I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, did anybody else get the
2: No, I didn't see the list. This is all news to me, man. Go for it.
3: No, this is this this was the leaks from um from the last open day, right?
4: Yeah, I know they. I mean, we know they're getting another decal sheet, which was supposed to tell us which Legios. I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Yeah,
3: I think the Legios we're getting rules for are Legio Solara, which, to, I, unless I'm completely off the reservation on this, I think Legio Solara are the um, the Cy Titans, right? Um, the, uh, the the Titans that the Emperor has sort of in reserve on Terra. That he deploys, uh, you know, he deploys to Beta Garman. No,
2: um, not the psy Titans. I don't think that's Solara,
3: isn't? I, I think it is. The psy Titans are Legio Solari. You don't think so, Will? I, I don't now, think man. there's a. I,
2: I think the problem is I've only ever heard them referred to as psy Titans.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um no, I, I think they are. I think Legio Solara is the Psy Titans. But we are we are also getting rules for Legio Krytos. Um
2: uh, so Order Sinister. That's the Yeah, uh,
3: that's right. So Order Psy Sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then we are getting rules for Legio Krytos, which they were the uh traitor Legio that was on Talarin, um, but we also know they're on Beta Garmin, uh for Titan Death. And somebody's reading Titan Death. Is Austin reading Titan Death? I think
0: Stephen and Austin, I believe, are reading Titan Death.
3: So they'd probably be the ones who could like like fact check us on this. But um, and then I think we're getting Legio rules for Mortis, right? So Mortis was in obviously the first book, but we didn't get rules for him. We got rules. We got specific Legio rules for um, Tempestus and Grafonicus.
2: Mm, I, think, I can't remember. I
3: think Grafonicus. Um those are two Legio rules we have.
2: But yeah, death so th-
3: that's what we rules. know about Titan death
2: that's right my now. my Legio is mortis. I guess uh, yeah, I got to get them all painted up now. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe the Legio rule would be replace any Titan with a Warlord Titan in a mantle. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Just be War- able to run Wars. a Venator Maniple with Warhounds and a Warlord instead of a Reaver? Yes, please. Thank you very much. I oh, that's the other to- thing you know.
0: I still have to paint up my Warlord. Like, I've been wanting to do Legio a storm, but for some reason the colors, I'm just having trouble getting that scheme down and it's just been crushing. So I've had a half painted warlord sitting on my bench for the past two months now. <laughs> What's the storm? Oh, that's going to be, it? that's the warp runners, which are blue, and oh, yellow. Oh Yeah. Okay. And okay.
1: it's, yeah, it's a very nice color, but just so
0: it's yeah. too bad, man. You gotta, you gotta feel it. You gotta. Yeah. So I, I might try something else instead, put a different, uh, color on there, see if I like it a little bit better. Because I still have uh, some Warhounds and a Reaver still sitting in their box. And I promised myself I wouldn't work on them until I got this Warlord finished. So, gotcha. yeah.
4: Jesse, what other uh, stuff are you looking at doing this year? I don't know if, we've, if you've said anything.
0: Um, Right now, it's been pretty quiet, you know, with the fact that Angelus, the book, got kind of shattered into two. So Dark Angel's not this year, but that's okay. I'm looking to... <laughs> I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. Salty.
1: He's <laughs> It's fine.
0: It's it, it's it's fine. But um Carol, does he bring it up before bed every
2: night? He's like, God damn it, Angela. Like He's got a tear every, bucket every on the side second of his bed.
1: The part, I think he tried to mention it to my parents, but luckily they don't speak enough English to get that <laughs> so.
4: Do you trip over a tear bucket every night?
1: Do I trip over <laughs> what?
4: Like a a bucket of tears. But he yeah, keeps like a basement full of tears. I
1: think he does it in the in the shower by himself. So <laughs> I rarely sh- <laughs> have buckets
4: of tears. I'm actually tears really away. considerate. That's good. But no one
0: can actually. But uh, anyway, back. what the fuck were you talking about? Anyway, um yeah, I'm from Last Nova. I was really happy with I finally felt like I got a groove on a black paint scheme. So I think I'm just gonna go back and uh redo a lot of the models I already have. Cause there hasn't been anything yet from forge world lately. That's really been sticking out. It's like, I have to have that. So right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern at the moment, dabbling a little bit in Titanicus, dabbling in 30 K just kind of being oversight. If people need help running events, I'll lend a hand and whatnot. I'll play a field a little bit and, uh, dipping my toe into dungeons and dragons a little bit, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> cool.
3: What Jesse's really doing is he's, Building his future media empire. He is. Um, media
0: empire.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I'd call it, too.
4: Yeah. I yeah, mean, Prestige Worldwide.
2: That's right. Yeah. He's going to be a strong. producer. He's going to be able to legit put producer on his resume here in a little bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, like, self talk. Like for, for people that listen to us or maybe follow along, you know, the reason we can do this really is because of Jesse, right? Like, the amount of time and energy and money that he's invested into uh, being able to, uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: I I will admit it's, it the, uh, the audio technology and whatnot. It's almost become a second hobby for me and I've been really enjoying it. So it's been a labor of love. So, and it's been fun to do some episodes sound better than others, (laughs) depending on how I feel during the week. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. It's good enough. Send. But, uh, yeah, I try to try to put out a good, let somebody complain. I dare them. I dare (laughs) them.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: To the 10 people who are listening to this, just, just I dare you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to come over and stare at you at night, and then I'm going to sw- say weird stuff in German.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, this year. Really curious to see what uh, Forge World's going to be putting out. Really curious to see what the Blood Angels get, what demons are going to get. It's going to be fun to watch
2: absolutely i will say uh you, you mentioned that they haven't been putting anything out that made you like go oh i have to have that the two characters the pravian and the uh vigilator i i felt yes. like i had that i did buy those um and that was the last time in a long time it, it had been a very long time since i saw something it was like i gotta get those but those two characters looked so cool i just felt like
0: the, yeah they're available uh, separately right they Where are yeah. comes, okay the vigilator is really cool the pravian um you know, I have a bunch of third-party little bits and stuff, so I kind of have already a Pravian. No, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but it, it does look cool.
4: I think the Pravian model is a, a great base for several other Centurion types, too.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Master Signal, Siege yeah. Breaker. Get this, Lord. The Pravian yep. comes with bits that you can put on your Castilex, and they are Cortex controller beacons. Wow. Yeah, they mount to your Castilex. And or any automata, I guess. But they're how many do you get that you control? three? Only oh, three. man. So I guess if they figure you're running five, you're just too OP and you should not be doing that. They call this I, right. the I better controller. finish yeah. my that's three,
0: three cash I've just been sitting in my closet, half built. I got a lot of ha- you know, that's what right. I got to do this year. I tell myself I got to finish up half these half built projects. I've got a bunch of custodians. who have just been sitting around unpainted. Got a few odds and ends here and there. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm telling myself. Your hobby resolution. Everybody. Yeah. uh, I saw a of resolution. Just, just hold me to it guys. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I will hold you to it. Do you ever get every single model
2: you own built and painted Jesse? Come, come December. You'll be like, Oh crap. I forgot. (laughs) I Totally (laughs) got sidetracked. I
0: opened a drawer. Where the fuck did these come from?
2: Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I, I have been seeing actually, we're still on the new year kick, right? So, I've been seeing people do, like, their hobby resolution, which is pretty neat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, get X amount of models painted, or finish this, that, and the other. And uh, mm-hmm. mine is pretty simple, and that's just work on projects I want to work on.
0: That's a good it's one. It's almost like it's a hobby.
2: Yeah, man, because I feel like <laughs> in 2018, I did a lot of stuff that I enjoyed, but uh, then came in some projects that I was I was doing for other people, and I hated it. And I just... Um, don't want to end or do that at all
0: this year, you know? Sure. Yeah. Once it starts not being fun, it's not worth being the hobby. So exactly. You
3: you know what? I think my, it's not really hobby new year resolution, but I think my, my new year resolution for my gaming this year, you know, for 2019 is play scenarios I've never played before. Right. Dig into, dig into book four and book six and find like really, unique and dynamic scenarios that might be asymmetric and that might have, you know, just totally unbalanced force organizations, but, but play them because they're awesome and use awesome terrain and use awesome terrain rules that we never use, but are totally there for us to use. You know what I mean? And just take yeah. more time, man. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like we talked about the... um Burning of ruins. Remember, we we talked about that and how nobody uses those rules. And that's such a cool idea to be able to burn people out of ruins like that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Stuff like that, man. I mean, stuff like exploded ordnance, you know, buried in um, you know the ruins that you're currently occupying, and you know how that might affect the game. And I think I think just just slowing down and playing a game and having really um, narrative aspects to it that you take time to explore so it's not just uh you know i'm rushing to see how many how many dudes i can i can you know i can kill and, and you know how far i can get up the table and secure that objective like it's it's more like um and just what just happened right no Holy shit man
4: what just I mean, happened i think that's a really valid point dave i mean i know for me and running events um you always have to compromise or it's, it's, so if you're trying to like cram in three games of two K or whatever point size, you end up having to compromise on a lot of those um elements just for simplicity, to be able to play games quickly, for the players pack to be relatively simple. I think there's a lot of value to exploring um some of those other thematic elements and then developing, you know, events or narrative series that really dive in and let players kind of immerse themselves. You know, we get we get caught up in how many games am I going to play, at what size, I got to paint that army so I can play my, my three games at an event. But, you know, and that's great. I love playing the game, but it's also really fun when you just slow down and you pick a mission out of Black Book that you've never played before, and you're actually playing that mission with thematic armies and just enjoying it um, for what it is. I think that's a, a awesome way to enjoy the hobby.
2: Yeah. And no, uh, Dave, that is absolutely enjoying the hobby. Um, I saw a thing the other day and it said, uh, collecting models, building models, painting models, playing games are all different aspects of the hobby and they're all hobbies in their own rights.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. To slow down. Um, I'm, I'm I'm meeting up with a buddy of mine, uh, rich, um, next Monday we're actually going to start a campaign out of the black books we're going to start a campaign out of book four um we're just going to pick a planet a random planet um and uh you know base the terrain and base the boards we're going to come up with characters and you know we we might roll on the character progression table but but just just really kind of like slow play it man and uh I don't know if you have you guys listened to the Age of Darkness podcast that, uh, that, you know, JP, Mark, and, and Miles do. And they have this, Mark and, uh, JP have this, this battle for Hell that's been going on for, I f- probably fucking years, man. I mean, like, you know, probably like 20 years or whatever. But, um, but they do recap it every once in a while. It's just, it's, it's super fun to listen to because the, because the depth that they go into. Right. And like JP comes up with all these backstories for his, you know, his guy, like just random dudes, right. Like a one-off, a one-off trooper, you know, is going into ruins and just gets, just gets schwacked by like, um, you know, like a, an Infernus, you know, Malkador Infernus, but it's like, but, but like, there's just like this backstory to it. Right. (laughs) It's just, um, I mean, that's the way I want to play. Yeah, and that's and the way.
2: Doubles the detail and that kind of
3: stuff. That's what makes it or breaks. Yeah, yeah. So that's my goal for 2019, guys.
0: Very, very good. Very good. I like it all. So, what do we have coming up as far as events nearby, locally? Well, let's see. Um, I've got, got
2: one. Jared's event. Oh There's, yeah, that's first. Uh,
4: Go
0: for that one. What, what's that called? The bloodletting of the bloodletting of Skoden on the 26th of january at battlegrounds that's gonna be fun that is a doubles event right yes doubles event with a twist where you bring a let's see two thousand point army and then uh, you'll get paired with someone else's two thousand point army
2: yeah i like that a lot so it's gonna force you to make friends maybe you'll play against somebody who you hate and you'll have to learn to compromise to object or play with someone
0: you've never played with before
2: yeah or maybe you'll play with somebody you play with all the time, and you guys will dominate the board because you guys know how to work together. <laughs> or maybe Will and I can play together. Oh, finally, ever. I mean, we've never right. played against each other or with each other. That's right. Um, But then, Ryan, you said you had events. So what have you got?
4: Yeah, uh, on 16 February, at um, Games and Stuff in Glen Burnie, we have the battle at Omega Prime Hera. And this is a charity event that Evan Ross Sturman is running. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, three games at 1850. We're doing raffles. Uh, so some of the prizes, we got a, one of the new vigilators, one of the new Pravians, a plasma Moritat. Uh, there's some other prize support that's being donated and it's all the proceeds are going to a charity called operation pause for homes, which is a charity near and dear to Evan's heart. So basically, uh, helping to adopt animals and stuff like that. But uh, you do not have to be present to participate in the raffle. So if you want information on uh, how to buy raffle tickets, it's a dollar a ticket. Uh, You can send it over PayPal um, to Evan, and you can check out the event on Maryland 30K. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll have Jesse or Pat put up the event on Remembrancers Retreat. Um, so that should be a good time. I'm actually not going to be there because I'm going to be at another event, CK Studio um, Painting Course, the 103 Painting Course in Philadelphia. So there's still room for that if you want to come out with uh, Vincent Ventarella and Cat and do two days of painting a night, uh, what a Night Titan or Questorus Night with uh, lots of freehand in there too. Um that will be in Philadelphia and there's still room on that if you are interested.
2: Very cool. Yeah, man. Uh that whole uh CK Studio thing, just after the first one, you came back like a fucking wizard with the airbrush. So I'm interested to see what you come back as next. Freehand master?
4: Yeah, I mean so and they picked the Questorus Knight and I think the first day is a lot of the same type of airbrush work. Um you know, it's pre-assembled, so you're doing a lot of panel work and modulation and all that kind of stuff. But the second day is all freehand, so those large Questorus panels, you you can really go to town. I'll be doing a mechanicum one, obviously, for uh, my indentured mechanicum nights. So I'm I'm probably gonna try some like uh, cog and skull type themes, but I'll see what comes out of it. I mean, I'm just I'm super stoked for it. It should
0: be fun. Looking forward to seeing the results.
4: Can I do an
3: unabashed plug right now for heresy grad school also under the Remembrancers retreat umbrella um we We are actually going down the rabbit hole on um bonded night houses in thirty k so oath bound houses, vassal houses um uh, mechanicum dark mechanicum in uh, in our next episode. so we're wrapping up the cornt deeps and we're going into sort of the the deep dive on heraldry and the side on protocols and i know jason is like way into the weeds on this man so ryan (laughs) it's gonna be like 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 tune in man a couple of weeks from now um, no that's
4: awesome i'm really looking forward to that (laughs) you know because i always like for my narrative you know i like to write from specifically for my mechanic and i usually write narrative whenever they you know, go off and do something. And I do have a couple of these indentured knights and I I've always written them as, you know, um either indentured to Legio uh, Artor um, because my mechanicum yeah. were kinda ISPON five based. Um but yeah, seeing some of the or listening to some of the what that actually means, I guess. You know, you, you kinda read about it in some of the books, but you don't really get a lot of info on it. So I'm interested.
3: Very cool, man. No, I think we're gonna we're gonna have some answers for you. And uh, yeah, you're you you are super on point to have them tied to a um, uh, a Titan Legion. Um, but there are very many ways that that can happen. So uh, yeah, thank you for that unabashed plug. Back to re- regular programming.
0: Yeah. Does anyone else have anything they want to say? Plug. Um, no, we. we uh actually releasing episodes of are Unplugged within the next uh, week, probably. Oh, damn. Awesome.
2: Yeah, and then that'll go back to its regular regular old schedule of uh, twice a month recording.
0: Sweet. Looking forward to it. Carol, what'd you have?
1: So, like I already mentioned in the one-year episode, we are currently working on a heresy book club. So whoever is interested, we are... I'm uh, preparing to discuss the book Horse Rising, starting with the first three books, just to have a nice beginning. And it should be released at the end of this month or at the beginning of February.
2: I'm excited. I can't wait to go yeah. back and reread that because that's going to be awesome. Definitely going to get a notebook, write down the best quote lines and the most cheesy, and uh, discuss them.
4: You know, it's crazy looking back. It's been so long, but I, I think I started reading um, Heresy in like 2007. I had just started playing 40k and I had no idea what the heresy was. And I probably read like 20 of those books before I ever considered playing the game. You know, I mean, well, I, yeah. Yeah. Was, when was well, first heresy written? Yeah, it, might, it might not have been, 2000, it was either, two, no, maybe it was 2008. But it was, I know I mean, it because I was in England and that's when I started uh, playing 40k. And then I, they had Horus Rising down at the GW at the local shop. And I just picked it out uh, out of a kick and I got addicted to it, but had no idea that there would be a game or anything.
1: That's originally published
0: in April of 2006.
4: Wow. Yeah. And then you look back, you know, that's why I think the book is so cool because there's so much, we've forgotten more shit about the heresy than we know, you know, like uh, collectively we've all read all this narrative and fluff and everything. And we kind of, we pick up on bits and pieces that other people mention, and we have some real fluff bunnies in our group and everything, but um, it'll be fun to go back and like be like,
1: oh, that's
4: why Abaddon is that way. You know, That's what the Mournival
2: really means.
1: That's what I tried yeah, to do. Man. Oops.
2: That's going to be so <laughs> cool. I- I'm going to really enjoy it. I can't wait. And I'm glad Carol's taking lead on it, because she is new enough to the hobby where it's all like still new and strange. And some of the books she's reading for the first time still, you know,
0: I, I'm at this point where I'm pretty sure she knows more about the lore than I do. She'll throw out facts and little things about the books. And it's like, I don't remember that at all.
1: <laughs> uh, but, but to be fair, I have no idea what's the difference between two tanks so far. So <laughs> I'm really okay. bad at this. It's like with cars, a car is depending on the color.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if we lined a leman Russ, and a predator next to each other, you couldn't tell them apart.
1: No, if we no. Lined up
2: a world eater next to a Sons of Horus, you'd be able to tell them apart because of color.
1: You could even throw a Luna Wolf in there; that would uh, keep them apart.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, Caro I can't wait to hear about the Luna Wolves again. Yeah.
3: No, I, I'm i I'm super excited about guys, and thank you, Caro, for for kind of pulling it together and 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 hosting it. Um. You know, for me, I've, I've I've sort of really dedicated, you know, you know, my time to to diving deep into the lore and sort of connecting the dots and and this the the Horus Heresy. You know, it it comes from, I think, like a passage in Slaves to Darkness. So, um, you know, the sort of rogue trader era that that blew it blew it open, right? Is and it, it sort of mentions the War Master. And it mentions Horus, but they don't necessarily—they're not the same, right? They don't—they're not necessarily, you know, analogous. Um, but I think the way that you know Black Library pulled it all together—it's just—it's so—it's such compelling world building. And then to go back and sort of trace, you know, trace the lines and 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 connect the dots um, to. You know, Games Workshop started in like what the like seventies, right? And I think Slaves to Darkness released in like nineteen eighty, maybe eighty eight. Um, but uh, but it was a uh, it was a couple pages on the Horus Heresy, right? But it was it was the defining sort of moment in um, you know, in the Imperium, and everything else has sort of like gone back to that. I I, I just. It's crazy, man, growing up in this hobby, growing up with, you know, sort of the esoteric lore that we knew there were Primarchs, but we never really thought they were going to be, you know, developed or explored, right? That was never something that we were going to have rules for. We, we might get a story or we might get an article in White Dwarf, but I mean, what are we up to? Like book, <laughs> I mean, book 60, you know, full novels with probably a hundred other novellas. Um yeah. I you mean all
1: the short stories
0: yeah, just i mean it's almost it's, it's, short stories, it's ridiculous there are well over a hundred different pieces of lore titles
3: yeah yeah it's 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 world building on another scale, it's um
0: massive scale
3: yeah it's it's so cool, it's so archetypal, and I love it, and you know when friends of mine you know and like my family ask me like what do you what is this, what is this hobby that you do, what is this what are, what are these books that you're reading? It's just science fiction. It's like, well, I mean, it is right. So on one level, it's it it's yeah, it's it's science fiction. It's escapism. But on another level, it's I mean, it's it's the world in allegory, right? I mean, it's it's the world in analog. And I think it's what it's why so many of us are drawn to this because you know the, the characters they're bigger than life, you know, but they're also very similar to some of the You know the characters that we we find ourselves, uh, you know, enwrapped with uh, in in our in our day to day existence. So I don't know. For me, that's that's certainly compelling, and it's just an awesome fucking story, man. And I love it. I love that I can take what I read and put it on the table, and I can play and I can talk to my friends about it. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's just it's super exciting. So thank you, Caro, for giving us a little book club.
1: But, I'm, but another reason is I know a lot of people have sometimes a hard time of spending the time and reading a whole book. I think this is also a nice way of helping people to see what's going on, why, how it all started. And, yeah, just a nice look back. I enjoy those novels a lot. The world is very, very interesting.
0: All right. Definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. With that being said does anything does anybody have anything else before we wrap this up for today
2: No just my uh standard plug of uh
0: Lancaster painting check that out if you haven't already Yeah Lancaster painting and check us out on Facebook which you probably do on SoundCloud which you probably do on Twitter which you probably don't and I I've, I've completely lost our Instagram I've there's just too much
1: <laughs> We have an Instagram
0: Oh yeah yeah we have <laughs> one yeah You do you do we do, and I haven't touched that thing in like six months, eight months. I think it was Nova was the last time I used it. I was like, eh. People use Facebook, Twitter. I still
4: tag to her. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: there you. Oh, okay.
4: I, I guess okay. I'll stop now. So nah,
0: keep on, keep on tagging because you know why not? <laughs> <laughs> Real awkward. Okay, all right, folks. Well, again, thanks for joining us as we just sit around and chat about the hobby. And uh, until next time, I'm Jesse and. Again, with here with Caro, David, Ryan, and William. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and uh, keep keep those dice
2: rolling. There. There we go. Keep, oh, is that our tagline? Oh. Keep those dice rolling. That's a good outro. Keep those dice yeah. rolling. Yeah. Bye.
0: 2019. 2019. <laughs>